so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Healthy View Radio. This is our sixth episode. This is number six. We're excited. (laughs) I'm Michelle Fenichaus, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. And today we are talking about perfectionism, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. Perfectionism can seriously derail your efforts at health and in life. I would venture to say. So if you've got some of that perfectionist type A personality swimming in your veins, you're going to want to stick with us to learn how to harness that power for good and let it go when maybe it's working against you. Now, before we dive in, I just want to get it right out there. I am a self-proclaimed perfectionist, especially when it comes to feeding my kids around this time of year. Like it was Halloween this week, and I feel really strongly about setting them up for success by not giving them a lot of sugar and the artificial colors and all of that. So with Halloween, I actually constructed this whole plan that allowed me to, uh, you know, the, the boys got to do their parade at school and have some fun with their class, but then I picked them up early, and they came home to four different kinds of homemade candy that I made here with all real food ingredients. And then this weekend, we're going to take all their candy over to Toys R Us because I have them believing that Toys R Us does a trade-in program. You know, we <laughs> hand a bag of candy to the cashier, and I kind of slide my credit card underneath, and I buy them anything they want, and they think they're buying it with the Halloween candy. So it all works out, except for that poor cashier who probably gets a whole lot of acne and, you know, catches the <laughs> flu next month. So anyway, uh, Toys R Us, if you're listening, I think you should actually implement that program because you would have a lot of loyal customers, you know, parent fans. As it also relates to my children, I'm pretty picky about um, vitamins and supplements because as you guys know, some of them are just, again, full of sugar, full of the artificial colors. So uh, I give my kids several, you know, several different brands, but lately the one they've been really loving and like every day they're like, mommy, I really like this white one is a children's chewable D3 from Zoller. And it doesn't have, it's white. It doesn't have any of the added colors. It's not like a gummy candy. Um, But I guess they taste really good. My kids like them. So for all of you listeners, if you want to try Zoller's D3, especially during these colder months when the kids are getting sick all the time, you can head over to ZollerD3.com. We'll put the link and the discount code into the show notes. And um, and hopefully we'll drop it into the Facebook live stream that's happening right now. Or listen up and write this down. Go to ZollerD3.com. That's Z A H. L-E-R-D, the number three, dot com, and save a big old 35% with code H-V-R-Z-D-335. So that's my story about perfectionism. <laughs> how, does that, how do you guys resonate with this topic? Well, I, I got a good, a good perfection story. Um, I was uh, about 20-something years ago, maybe 22 years ago, I was uh, using my chops. Uh, I was at a macrobiotic conference. And, um, and I was one of the assistants to this famous Japanese macrobiotic chef that came from Japan. And she had to do, she was doing a demo. And my job was to set up her pots and her pans and make sure everything was set and then sit off into the corner while she did her demo. And if she needed me, she would call me over. So she starts her demo and it's 
perfect. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, she's talking about cabbage and carrots and she had cabbage and carrots in each of the dishes. And she was talking about the difference between sauteing, oil sauteing on the cabbage and the carrots and how that affects the food and how it affects the body. And then she did steaming of the carrots, cabbage and the carrots. And then she did water saute of the cabbage and the carrots. And this was, it was perfect. And everybody was learning so much. And there was like 400 people in the audience. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, gosh, she's so smart. And then all of a sudden, I smell something burning. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they told me to sit here in the corner, but I can't really sit here in the corner. Something's burning on stage. <laughs> right? So, so I get up and I start walking toward her and she looks at me like, what are you doing on stage? And I'm like, <laughs> something, something's burning in there. And, uh, and I just went to the pot that was obviously, the, the flame was way too high and I just turned it off, right? And she continued, she just got right back in track and she continued with her lecture and it was really great. I mean, it was, it was perfect, right? So after the lecture, we finish, and everybody says, oh, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I see her at the end, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, that was great. It was really good. You did fantastic. And she goes, no. Almost like she picked up the, the chef knife and was going to Harry carry herself. She goes, <laughs> no, I burned the vegetables. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, no, it's okay. Everybody burns vegetables. It's, it's okay. And she goes, no. She was so traumatized, like she couldn't even, holding her stomach, no, the vegetable burn. And I said, listen, I said, look, you just gave 400 people permission to get into the kitchen, right? So they, everybody's afraid to get into the kitchen because they think they're going to burn something. And now this famous chef comes and burns something in the kitchen. You just gave them all permission. And she goes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But I could see that she was tortured. She was really tortured. <laughs> so I have to tell you, I was all prepared to tell you that I've been thinking about this topic and that I'm not really a perfectionist because I, I work my butt off and I prepare really well, but then I kind of let it flow. But after hearing that story, Andrea, I am so that person. Like everything will go right. And that one little thing that went wrong, I will be like, Oh, I screwed that up so badly. And of course, nobody else cares or notices. So guilty, like totally guilty too. And why do we do that? Why do we focus on the one tiny thing when all the great things that are going well, we just poo-poo? Is it just human nature I, I, to find the thing that's not going right and try to fix it? I don't know. Maybe it's an evolutionary thing. Yeah, like I think we forget that we're perfect, like as we are. Right. We forget that. And then, you know, like, and, and perfection comes in with its flaws. Right. So like, uh, you know, you look at like, I forget what the saying was, like the vase that has the crack in it is the one that lets the light in or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like we're, we're perfect, even with these little nicks and crannies and, you know, cuts and all that stuff. But we forget that. And we, we do. We focus on the little tiny thing. I could have done that better. I could have done this better. And it's all nonsense. It's all talk in the head that. You just should wipe it clean. <laughs> what are you guys noticing about this topic, you know, with your clients? Like, what did you notice this affecting how they show up in the world or how they're, you know, gaining some momentum with their health or not? Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. I call it black and white. It's like they're either on the planet or off the planet, and there's no in between. And the minute the minute they feel like they've fallen off the planet, it's like, oh, there I go, instead of living in that gray middle 
you know, land. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I work with, with my clients is just, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be moving in a good direction and, you know, getting a little bit better each time. Right. Yeah. And I notice with my clients that they have a tremendous amount of guilt, right? So when, when they show up and they say, you know, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I didn't, you know, start to beat themselves up. I always pull them back and I say, okay, let's focus on what you did do. Right. Let's focus on the stuff that you did get to, because that's, you know, that's important. Then that's going to propel you forward. Right. That positive energy. Yeah, I did make my bed or I did brush my teeth. Right. Or I did whatever I did. You know, I did drink a glass of water. It's going to that's going to help pull you forward. Whereas when we're thinking, well, I didn't do it right and I didn't do this right. I can't possibly ever do this. And then they just quit and they want to give up. And then I have the students, you know, like the students uh, that want to be health coaches and um, they are so afraid to give a class or a lecture because it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll stop their business. I, ca- I can't possibly do this. I'm not ready for this. I need to take another class. But, you know, they have the information that they need and they don't realize that the getting into the habit of actually doing the thing that they are afraid of, that not, that's not going to be perfect. Oh, it's not going to be perfect. They're going to throw tomatoes at me. I don't know what they're thinking. Right? Heads of cabbage. I'd be like, great, grab the cabbage, cook it, bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like everybody has their stuff. And the truth is, in reality, I think that when we can share our own imperfections, it just shows everybody that we're human and that we get it. And if you're not, if you're always perfect, you're not relatable in any way. I mean, isn't it boring, those people that have like the most perfect life and nothing's ever wrong? Like, I'm so not into that. I'd much rather have somebody with a little bit of like, ah, you know, having this, (laughs) you know, like that's real to me in real life. And like, be human. That's who I want to connect with. I don't want to connect with that person that, Everything is perfect all the time. I find that really boring. Oh, good. We can hang out then. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be just fine. This is reminding me of a client that I had who was, you know, and many of my clients are this way. A lot, of, a lot of the type A ladies, for some reason, I don't know why, are attracted to working with me. I really can't figure that out. But, you know, if I said I want you to eat, I didn't say this, but if I said I want you to eat um, only 200 calories a day, I want you to only eat quinoa and kale, you know, she would do it. Like, oh my God. You know, these are like rule followers. Okay, I mean, I'm obviously I'm exaggerating, but you know, like <laughs> rule not. follower kind of women. And so the, they'll be like, well, I did this and I did that and I did the other thing and I had this other thing on my list here and da 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 da, you know, and you can kind of hear it in the pace of their voice. It's very, very, very fast. And then they're like, and I just don't know why I'm not losing weight. Uh-huh. And so it makes me really think about that connection between the stress, the stress that we put on ourselves with perfectionism is like any other stress in life. It's like stress from toxins. It's like stress from a toxic relationship or your, your boss at work or whatever. Stress is stress and it leads to that inflammation. And after that comes all the weight and all the disease. So I think it's a, I think this really important topic, especially for all my ladies out there. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's interesting uh, when I was, uh, oh my gosh, had to be like, uh, I want to say 18 years ago, I was, um, I was running in Central Park and I don't, I don't run often. <laughs> right? so maybe that was my last run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running in Central Park and this guy runs up next to me and, um, and we're talking and he's like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a health coach. And, you know, and he goes, well, what do you, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to teach people and, you know, get a television show and teach people all this information and have a rate be on radio and all. And he goes, well, you can't be on television. And I said, why not? <laughs> he goes, because your bottom teeth are crooked. 
snaggle teeth. And I said, <laughs> I said, I said, you're telling me that I can't be on television because my bottom teeth are crooked. I said, no, I said, that's your own hang up. I said, because <laughs> he was an actor. <laughs> so in, in the acting world, you have to have this perfect, not, not all of them, but there's this a perfect look and the perfect eyes and you can't get a wrinkle. Look what happens to the women, right? In the acting world, they got, you can't get a wrinkle on your forehead. You can't have any little squeegee lines here or anything like that. No, God forbid you get gray hair. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, they throw you away. You're no longer perfect. Uh, So, you know, I laughed at the guy and I said, no, I said, I'm not worried about my little snaggle teeth. It's not going to stop me. And, uh, you know, I've had like fed up. We shot 53 episodes. I was on Top Chef. I had a show called Wise Up. I'm on TV all the time with my little snaggle tooth. <laughs> Nobody ever noticed. That's the cool thing. Yeah. They didn't oh, yank yeah. you off the air immediately. I mean, maybe we should shut down your video right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the Dr. Oz show, they did say, listen, you got to go see the dentist before you get it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't you think like Facebook Live has been such a great medium to get over your perfectionism? Like when I first started doing them, like friends would call me and like, so great you're doing that. But you know, your your circles are looking really dark there. And, you're like, <laughs> and I was like, thanks, you know, and they're like, you know, like maybe you should tilt your computer a little funny. And like, I'm like, thanks, you know, and it's <laughs> like... I'm like, hey, I'm doing it. And that's what it was. It was just keep doing it, doing it, and like letting it out the wind, go out the window, all that perfectionism, and just getting more comfortable. And I kind of feel like we have to do that with so many areas of our life. Like, who cares? Who cares if you don't, if you know your kids are not perfect, and if your marriage isn't perfect, and if your outfit isn't perfect? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to be these super women. And it's like, we've got to let it go. It totally sucks to be too much of a perfectionist, right? But I'm interested in hearing from you guys. When has being perfect, quote unquote, or trying to be perfect actually served you really well? Can you think of an example? Let me see. Well, I'm perfect right now. So oh, gosh, it's working the, out. It's totally working. I'm perfect exactly as I am, you know, <laughs> with my little eye booger here and my snaggle teeth. It's all good. <laughs> I was thinking about when I was um, struggling with a lot of digestive issues and anxiety when I was in my 20s. And for a while, I followed a very, very strict no sugar, no dairy. I mean, there was a lot of stuff I cut out of my diet. And I was very, I was very strict about it. You could say I was a perfectionist about it. And in the short term, I do think it served me because it allowed my body to heal. I think sometimes with uh, recuperating from problems, you know, it it helps to really stick to a a certain diet. And of course, long term, that's not going to work out. But there's sometimes a time and a place for that. Would you agree? Disagree? Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And I think like for me, I really, again, I'm a very hard worker and I'm very particular about making sure everything's in place. Like I just ran this thing at Kripalu last weekend. And like, I had to make sure every single little detail was perfectly documented, perfectly in place so that when I did go there, I could just relax and go into the flow. So it does serve me well in a preparatory state, you know, really, really paying attention. Well, in just a few moments, we're going to be speaking with Diane Sanfilippo and getting her thoughts on perfectionism. So let me tell you about Diane. Diane is the owner and founder of Balanced Bites. She's a certified nutrition consultant and a two-time New York Times bestselling author of Practical Paleo, The 21-Day Sugar Detox, and co-author of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, all of which are over here on my bookshelf, by the way. 
<laughs> Diane holds a Bachelor of Science from Syracuse University and is certified in holistic nutrition from Bauman College, holistic lifestyle coaching from the Czech Institute. She's really lazy, you guys. And the Poliquin <laughs> Biosignature Modulation. I don't even know what that is. She writes for her popular health blog, balancedbites.com, and is co-host of the top-rated weekly health podcast, The Balanced Bites Podcast, available on iTunes. In September 2016, Diane released an updated and expanded second edition, uh-oh, I need that, of her <laughs> runaway hit, Practical Paleo, which has sold over half a million copies and spent a total of 97 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. On January 2nd, 2018, Diane's going to release the 21 Days Sugar Detox Daily Guide, a day-by-day -day handbook for her popular program, the 21 Days Sugar Detox. Diane lives in San Francisco with her husband, Scott, and two fur kids. And Diane is a powerhouse, <laughs> you guys. She's a powerhouse. She and I started our nutrition businesses about the same time, and it's been really amazing to watch her grow and sort of own, really own this space within the paleo world. And we're both Jersey girls, so watch out, because sometimes there's big hair involved. <laughs> All right? So before we go to break, I want to thank our sponsor, Giovanni Cosmetics. If you're looking to upgrade your hair care products to something a little more eco-chic, check them out at GiovanniCosmetics.com slash HVR, where you can get a $2 coupon download, and we'll put that link in the show notes. All right, we'll be back with Diane Sanfilippo, author of Practical Paleo, in just a minute. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio with your three most perfect hosts, Lisa, Michelle, and me, Andrea. Uh, you, of course, have made the best possible choice by joining us today to get the information you need to have the most awesome and, of course, perfect day. 
So give yourself a gold star or an emoji smiley face if that's more your style. Before we meet our very special guest today, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Antrotil. <laughs> Antrotil. <laughs> I said that perfectly. If you've got bloating, constipation, distended belly, or are feeling extra farty, and you're seeking perfect digestion, check out Antrotil. It naturally supports your digestive health. You can find out more about Antrotil at lovemytummy.com forward slash HVR. That's lovemytummy.com forward slash HVR, and you get a 10% discount from us because we love you. So today, our very special guest is Diane Sanfilippo, the owner and founder of Balanced Bites and two-time New York Times best-selling author of Practical Paleo, the 21-Day Sugar Detox, and co-author of the Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. She's a paleo kind of gal and is going to share with us some perfect paleo predicaments. Uh, and that's an alliteration for those of you that don't know. Uh, but before we travel back in time to the Stone Age, we're going to ask Diane some questions so we could get to know her better. So hello, Diane. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so we want our guests to know you a little more intimately. And one of the ways to do that is to find out what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> That's a good one for right now. So for the last uh, two and a half weeks, my husband and I have been testing out some intermittent fasting. So uh, we have been fasting for about 16 hours uh, from after dinner until essentially, essentially we don't have breakfast. We try and get it, all of our good calories in, in an eight hour feeding window. So, um, I have had some coffee with some coconut milk and a little bit of MCT powder, uh, because that technically doesn't really break the fast, uh, something that won't spike insulin shouldn't break the fast, but so yeah, I did not eat breakfast. <laughs> uh, did you say an eight-hour feeding window? Like as yeah. if you were <laughs> a little coming up to the trow? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really just more about um, if you're going to fast, it's about like punctuating when you eat in order to give your body time to reset between when you're eating and when you're not. And I know as health coaches, we kind of go through a million different iterations of things that may work for some of our clients and not. And, you know, so many people came up on the low fat diet where they had to eat every two hours or they were going to pass out and freak out. And I was one of those people years and years ago. And then it, people go into the whole super high fat keto and, you know, it's just about finding what works for you and what feels good for you. And my husband and I have different goals with it. So we just, you know, wanted to give it a try. And I'm like, Hey, if he's going to try it, he's not usually a nutrition <laughs> experimenter. So if he was ready to try it, I was like, all right, we're doing it. So we're doing it and we're feeling pretty good. So Oh, it's great. I'm actually a big proponent. I love fasting, um, especially if like there's a little sickness or a little cold coming on. I just stop eating. And uh, usually it clears up very, very quickly because the body doesn't have. Yeah. And the body doesn't have to put any energy toward digestion. It goes right to healing. Um, okay. So second question, little cutie. Uh, yeah. What's the one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? Um. I would say it's, it's about attitude and um, just being grateful for little things in my life. I, I don't have children. I hear you all talking about your children. I don't have children, but I really think, and I think I get this from my mom, so I thank her, but I, 
I try to have a childlike wonder about certain things and just find joy in really small things. So we live sort of near the water here in San Francisco. And most days we walk the dog in the morning. Some days my husband works early, so we don't. But um, I just really take a lot of pleasure and feel almost like a tourist in my own city. And I try to enjoy those moments and not let them sort of pass me by. Uh, so partially learned from my mom, who I joke is a little bit Pollyanna-ish sometimes. Um, and also Oprah, like of all people for, you know, the wealthiest woman in the world to talk about how much she loves her trees. I really take inspiration from that. I'm like, look, we all can recognize what holds value for us and how we view our own success. To me, I feel successful when I can just be happy with my life the way it is. Even if I'm constantly working and striving to achieve things with my work and get things done because I'm excited about it, I don't, I don't feel unsuccessful or unhappy now, even if I have those goals. So for me, that's part of what I think keeps me healthy. It's just about a mindset. Oh, that's great. Um, see that plant back there? That's, that's one of my kids. So I don't have kids either. I just I have feed. many plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just water them. They're really easy to care for. You don't have to pay for college. <laughs> Uh, last question. Uh, well, for this uh, segment, uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Come on, rice cakes. What do you got? Come Real on. housewives. All of them. <laughs> almost all of them. Real housewives. Good one. New Jersey, Beverly Hills, Orange County, New York. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, okay, so now we're just going to chit-chat about some stuff. Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, what do you think, uh, what, do you, what do you say to people who ask you about the perfect diet? Because our, our topic is about perfectionism today. Yeah, so obviously as somebody who has written a book that is arguably the best-selling book technically on the paleo diet or with the word paleo in the title, I'm often asked about that or what is the optimal way to eat for humans. And, you know, I think coming from that background, people would assume that I believe that eating paleo is like the perfect or the best way to eat. And I do think, as Michelle was talking about getting a reset or something where, you know, or like the 21 day sugar detox, where you have a period of time where you kind of strip out things that most people know are probably not great for everyone all the time every day. Um, I definitely don't think that there's one perfect way to eat for everyone. I think everyone has to find what works for them. And I think the biggest thing, and again, this is something you guys were talking about. I think the biggest thing is that people need to take responsibility and pay attention to how they feel and take responsibility to make choices about their own life based on how they feel with different uh, foods coming in and different balances of those foods. And I think that what ends up being perfect is the thing that feels, and I'm saying that with finger quotes for anybody not watching, air quotes. <laughs> uh, I say that, I, I think that what would be perfect for people is to find something that doesn't make them feel crazy, that doesn't make them feel guilt when they eat something or don't eat something, and that allows their body to feel at ease and in a place where they're sort of just maintaining whatever healthy balances for them. There's no, you know, set body fat percentage that's perfect to achieve or any of that. So I think the topic of perfectionism is really funny because I'm an extremely detail oriented person. I will find errors in work and things that are one pixel off as Michelle probably knows or a shade of a color that's not right. 
but I'm honestly not a perfectionist. So I think it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy to be extremely detail oriented and focus on details because I think they matter, but also not a perfectionist. If that makes sense. I think if I were a perfectionist, I never would have written this many books. Diane, one thing I love seeing from you is when you hashtag something like not paleo, don't care, <laughs> you know, you're like eating white rice or you have your gel nails or something. Could you just speak to like how you're helping people get over the fact that they have to be perfect on this diet? You know, I think it's a little bit about diet and nutrition, but I think it's a lot about uh, personality and setting an example. So while I'm not a parent to children, I see a lot of what I do with my own team, like Team Balance Bites and the women that work on my team, as well as the people who follow my work through things like social media and the podcast and all of that. Um, I think it's just about setting an example of what's real. And it's part of my just my wiring and my personality. I don't have it in me to care about being perfect. I, you know, I put lipstick on to come on your show today because I wasn't going to really put a ton of effort into it. But I'm like, I put some lipstick on. It'll look like I put an effort. I'm in a hooded sweatshirt. I'm definitely not wearing a bra. Oh, so, yeah. But <laughs> if, if we were Oprah, you would have got dressed if we were Oprah, right? Oh, yeah. I had a nice outfit on. <laughs> well, Oprah's going to be on in just a minute. So everybody hang tight. Just kidding. Um, but I, I just kind of went on a tangent there. But I... um. I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs> the hashtag, not paleo, don't care. I, I think it, you know, I think that actually I think it's a responsibility of mine to not present something that's not real. Like I need to show people what's real. And I honestly believe that most people who've written books about paleo or who have been leaders or emerged as leaders or educators in this field or any health field, we all do things that are not, you know, quote, not paleo, hashtag not paleo or not vegetarian or not, whatever, people kind of veer from those things. And I actually think um, the more rigid and dogmatic you are about something, the more you set yourself up for a huge takedown, because almost nobody ends up following something for forever in a certain way. And if they do, oftentimes, I think that it's very close minded. And it is religious. And I'm, you know, it's no disrespect, but I'm just not a religious person, because I think being open minded and having um, options. Again, that's just part of my personality uh, is important to me. Like having choices is important to me. So if I got pigeonholed and someone was like, well, you, you can't not eat paleo because you've written this book and it's like this best-selling book on paleo. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me tell you how it's going to be. So I think it's, I think it's partially, partially just personality. Um, but I want to give people permission to eat paleo if they want to, but not feel like it's the only way to be healthy. Does that make sense? So when the book first came out, were you in such a good place or was this an evolution over time? Because I'm imagining you're getting all this attention. The book is all about paleo. It was probably still like kind of a new concept at that point. Um, and here you're going to be interviewed. Were you already saying, no, I don't really eat paleo all the time. Or is that something like over time, you've just gotten more comfortable with your authenticity? I think it's a little bit of both. I think I was probably eating much more strictly paleo in the very beginning. But even in the book, you know, I have a guide to food quality. And I talked about quality of dairy and dairy is not strict paleo, because my background as a holistic nutritionist, as you guys know, it's not, it's not about one way of eating that's perfect and right for everyone. And I do believe that real whole foods, whatever those are going to be are optimal. Um, there are certain things about different ways of eating that I 
really don't believe scientifically are ideal for humans. Like I do not think that avoiding all animal foods is optimal for human health. Doesn't mean I'm going to tell someone they're wrong for doing it. I'm just not going to be able to support them on that journey. Uh, but I, I feel like I probably still would have had like a gluten-free treat or something at that point, even when the book first came out. I just don't think that writing a book about one topic means that that's the only thing that you can believe is true. And again, I think that does come from like this non-religious mindset about things. Like if someone believes that their religion is the only truth, then they are not exposed to what the entire world is about. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's why having that dogma has never really been my thing. Um, and the thing is, social media has made things really different, too, because it's kind of opened the world up to seeing more of my personal, like, here's what I eat every day. And when the book first came out, Facebook existed and Twitter existed, but Instagram did not exist when this book first released, or at least it was, it was in its total infancy, actually. I remember opening the Instagram account the summer when this book came out. So I think that that look at my life wasn't quite what it is now, you know, so... So um, what are some of the biggest struggles that you find when people take on a paleo diet or, you know, any kind of diet? What are some of the biggest struggles that you come up on? Um, <laughs> I think there are some practical struggles. I think a lot of people are not prepared to change what they're eating. And this is extremely true of something like the 21 Day Sugar Detox. Most of the people who, quote, fail on it, fall off or get a few days in, maybe four or five days in, and then they kind of fall off. The biggest thing is that they're just not preparing themselves and they think it's not a big deal or they, they don't want to think it's a big deal, which I can appreciate, you know, not trying to get all crazy about it. But at the same time, I'm like, when I tell you, you need to prepare, I mean, you need to prepare. Um, so I think that can be a really big hindrance for folks. And just not thinking ahead or putting certain attention on it, you know, to, to realize what it's going to take. And then the other part is probably what I refer to in the new book as OPTF. I don't know if my editor is letting me abbreviate it. I will write it out, but other people's thoughts and feelings are something that just really get in the way for a lot of people. Like you might decide I'm going to try this and then somebody interjects with their thoughts and feelings. And it's like, is that valid? It might not really be valid. Um, and I think I that, that. I think that, that. Yeah. So let me ask you something about uh, that 21 day sugar detox. Does that include honey? <laughs> it, no sweeteners whatsoever. And, ah. you know, I think it's funny because, <laughs> um, as you guys have noticed, like, I'm really not a perfectionist, but I do think there are times when folks need some structure or framework for a reset for themselves. And I'm happy to be that person because of the fact that I'm not a perfectionist or I'm not dogmatic about the rest of their year. You know what I mean? If they want to come do this for three weeks, I'm not like, I want you to do this all year. I want you to experience this for three weeks and then, you know, move on. So. Oh, it's great. Uh, well, Diane, you are a wealth of knowledge uh, and you're perfect in your expression of that <laughs> knowledge that you're sharing with people in the world. Where can people find you? Uh, they can head over to Balanced Bites. Dot com. Also my podcast, I guess if you guys like this type of content, like listening, we've got a show that's been going for more than six years now. Wow. So, so balancebites.com and then mm -hmm. what's your website? 
That's it. Balancebites.com. Oh, that's and it? Then, uh, 21daysugardetox.com as well. If folks are interested in the 21 Day Sugar Detox. And then what's your next book coming out? <laughs> 21 Day Sugar Detox Daily Guide releases January 2nd. I'll be on a book tour for that. So if folks are interested and want to come hear me talk, answer questions, and just get together with like-minded people, you can definitely check me out on my book tour starting in January. Oh, great. Well, thanks so much for coming out and hanging with us in your PJs today. We really appreciate it. Uh, you girls have any final thoughts for Diane? Oh, man, it's great seeing you. Thanks for being <laughs> here. Thank you so much for joining us today. My I'm pleasure. a big sugar detoxer girl, too, so I can't wait to see your new program and recommend it to my peeps. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for spending your time with us, and now it's time for you to get back to your cave. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we have to take a very short break, but we'll be right back with our most perfect show ever. And we'll be speaking with Chelsea Clark, the founder of Cultivate Balance, a health and wellness coach who is passionate about helping people become the most vibrant version of themselves. So don't go away. We'll be right back after these short messages. <laughs> Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Lisa. I'm having a blast here with Andrew and Michelle. And we just interviewed Diane Sanfilippo on talking about perfectionism. And I'm sure you can imagine, like, people are always checking out what I eat because I'm a health and lifestyle coach. And so no matter where I go, they're kind of eyeballing me. Well, the other day, I couldn't help it when my friend Felice called me last minute and said, it's Halloween, we got to get dressed up and go out to dinner. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so I went out to dinner and I kind of ordered healthy whatever. And I came home and guess what happened? 
womp, that like bloating thing. Good thing I had a Trantillo. Because <laughs> when I don't eat perfectly, which I don't all the time, you know, this stuff has really helped me so much. Like, and so if you're somebody who gets that bloating thing like me, keep it on hand. It's like a game changer. Anyway. Worked out um, for you, huh? Yes. Our next guest today is Chelsea Clark, and she's founder of Cultivate Balance, and she's a health and wellness coach passionate about helping people become the most vibrant version of themselves. She specializes in working with individuals who find themselves stressed, burned out, and overwhelmed, like we all can relate. And with a holistic approach to coaching, Chelsea works with her clients to help them gain greater clarity and self-awareness so they can understand themselves and their bodies better. She guides them to create small but powerful changes each day that allow them to live a more fulfilled, joyful, and wholesome life. Chelsea, welcome to Healthy View Radio. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited that you're here today. So what do you think about perfectionism? Were you just listening to the rest of the show? I was, and... This is such a great topic and definitely one that I can relate to a lot. Um, I've lived a lot of my life trying to be a perfectionist. Um, I was, you know, I was one of those kids that starting in elementary school never got a B in my life and thought that an A minus was, you know, just nothing close to good enough. So it's something that I have definitely, definitely related to a lot in my life and only in the past, you know, four or five years have really made it uh, in an intention of mine to work through and let go of some of those, some of those tendencies a bit. And how, what have you done to help yourself let go of those tendencies? I'm sure everybody's chomping at the bit for that answer. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of things and just so much of it has been taking a good look at my own perspective on life and the way I look at things um, and slowing down a lot has been a big thing for me. Um, slowing down and and using mindfulness techniques to think about where I am now and becoming a lot more okay with just where I am now. I think somebody mentioned that earlier, just feeling like right now is enough and right now is successful, even though I might be striving towards goals and dreams down the line, um, really thinking about right now so much more and focusing on what I have going for me right now and what being really grateful for what I have now um, has been really huge for me personally. Great attitude. Tell us how you got involved in this world of helping people feel better. Yeah. And that's, that actually relates some to this topic as well. Um, so I have for over a decade battled with chronic migraines and chronic fatigue and, um, really, that has changed my life entirely. It, it, they were really debilitating. Those conditions are really debilitating and kind of knocked me off my feet. And um, this all came through the time when I was being such a striving perfectionist and trying to, you know, become a doctor and do all these really big kind of high-achieving things. And then these health conditions came and kind of knocked me down and... Um, through this process of figuring out what was going on with myself and working with a whole bunch of different holistic practitioners that opened me up to a different way of thinking about what health 
really is and what wellness really is, um, I started to sort of change the way I thought about myself and I thought about my own health and wellness. And through that process, I, I started to think about how can I, how can I help other people on this, on their journeys, like I am on my journey right now. And so I did do that, some of that slowing down and some of that thinking about what I really wanted and what I was really thought was important and what I wanted to do in the world. And I found health coaching and it has been the most wonderful fit for what I want to do and the impact I want to make on people's lives. And also um, just how I believe in what the, the beliefs I have in terms of what health and wellness means and how looking at our whole lives and making small changes here and there and in different areas, not just in nutrition or in exercise, um, but in the way we look at things and the way we live our lives and the way we relate to others. Um, and that's kind of my journey to becoming a health coach. That's awesome. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I noticed like on your website, I was checking you out and you really <laughs> like to help people live a healthy, balanced life. And I think that word balance is kind of, confusing sometimes. We don't really know what, what balance looks like because it looks a little different for everyone. So how would you describe what a balanced life looks or feels like? That's such a great question. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right that balance looks very different for everybody. Um, and I think, I think you kind of nailed it when you asked, what does it feel like? And I think a balanced life feels calm and we feel we feel calm in ourselves when we're in a balanced life and we feel connected to ourselves and the people around us. Um, and I think it, I think it, to me, it, a lot of the balance um, reflects lower states of stress and lower states of feeling overwhelmed. And, and um, we end up feeling just more fulfilled and more okay. I, like I mentioned before with myself of feeling kind of more okay with where we are now and, we feel a little bit more vibrant and a little bit more happy and a little bit more healthy, the more balanced we become. And so for different people, that means different things. It might mean focusing on the work, work home balance, which is a big thing for a lot of people, or it might mean giving more time to yourself to have quiet time rather than more social time. It, it, it can balance. I think the balance can come between so many different factors, whether it's balanced eating or balanced exercise, maybe doing more yoga and less intense physical activity for a certain person. Um, I think it can really mean addressing so many different factors depending on what comes up and what is really at the forefront for each person. You know, it's interesting, Chelsea, I noticed that you said right now quite a few times that the balance mm -hmm. comes right in the moment right now and, you know, good health comes right now. And I just keep thinking of this old Van Halen song. <laughs> you know, it's like, right now, hey, it's your tomorrow. Right now, hey, it's everything, right? So if we stay right here, right now, which is what you're bringing to people, wow, what a great experience. Oh, absolutely. I believe in that so much. I have, um, what, there's one of my favorite quotes, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's, um, there are two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is yesterday and one is tomorrow. And it's That's a great one. Ooh, That's a great one. one. <laughs> I love that quote. Super great Yeah, it's quote. one of my favorites. Something? Oh. So I'm curious what a balanced day in the life of Chelsea looks like. Yeah, um, that's a good question, too. Um, and I've 
some of these habits have just been something I've implemented over the last year or so. And so one of the first things I do every morning is I get up and go for a walk. And I walk for about 30, 40 minutes. Um, I, on, on that walk, I get some hills in and different exercise. Um, I'll listen to music. I'll, I'll call my mom so I get a good, some social connection in there in the morning. I work from home, so social connection is kind of big for me and making, being creative with that. Um, so that's my first thing I do, which is one of my favorite habits. One of the best things I do all day is go on that big walk in the morning. Um, then I get home and do some work on my computer and I make sure to take, take breaks and eat, eat my meals. I eat smaller meals, um, a little bit, you know, spaced out throughout the day. I do yoga every afternoon around three to four. I do yoga, which has been a really big thing for me and my health and my, um, helping my migraines specifically and try to make some time for a little bit of creative time, some writing time, um, and some quiet time for myself. I, I might go on a second walk just to, if it's nice outside and take some quiet time. It's sort of walking is uh, almost like a meditation for me. So that's been a huge, huge part of finding balance in my life is the, the mindful movements in my life. It sounds very relaxing, actually. I'm coming over, Tracy. Yeah, Jesse. I know. <laughs> I know that yoga every day at three. Wow. You know, it sounds like you're on a retreat, that, you know, and then, the then I go for another walk, I, and then I have yeah. a massage. Do you get a, maybe a massage the joy, in there? The joy maybe of working from home. You can cre- make your schedule the way you want it. It's wonderful. It's, uh, yes. it's been transformational for me to have that time. Coaching us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my work from home looks like. I'll tell you that. I, I, I need some tips. <laughs> so I'm curious, Chelsea, when you do work with clients, are you working one-on-one? Are you working in groups? You know, what's it looking like for you right now? One-on-one right now. So I work with clients one-on-one. Um, and with there's different, I offer different coaching packages, but I work one-on-one um, hour sessions at a time. And um, we set up the package that works for each, each person and what their goals are. Mm-hmm. Cool. And when you're coaching people, are you walking them through this type of stuff? Like, you know, about finding balance or what is it that you're really doing when you're coaching? Yeah, definitely. All all about finding balance. Some of the first things we do are look at all the different areas of that person's life and how fulfilled they are in different, in different factors and address and and identify what's coming up for them as some of the, the most out of balance pieces. Um, and then work towards their goals in those areas and always taking into account how they relate to the other pieces. Um, and, and something, something actually, and this came up when I was thinking about the topic of perfectionism, um, for a lot of clients, it starts off as sort of, okay, you know, I need to, if I want to say they want to start meditating, I need to meditate every day for 30 minutes or an hour every day. And what a lot of clients come to realize is that it doesn't have to be that all or nothing approach. And like you guys have talked a little bit earlier on this show is um, smaller, simpler things that smaller changes can make such big impacts. So a lot of my coaching is about, is about that is figuring out what those smaller changes are going to be that can make the biggest impact for someone. It doesn't have to be that all in all perfect, do it all right or not. There's a lot of, there's a lot of room in the middle for a big transformation. 
Yeah, like Lisa, you were saying in the beginning about, you know, I feel like we all have to really help our clients live in, in ourselves. Come on, and ourselves. Uh, be more comfortable living in the gray areas of life because whether it's sticking to a diet or an exercise routine or how much you're stressing out about work, you know, life is not black or white. But for some reason, we get it in our heads that it is and that we have to always be on or we have to always be perfect. But really, life is 99.99% living in that gray area in between. That's a huge part of how we how we're working with people am I right totally absolutely that's that's so huge yeah well Chelsea you're it sounds like you're doing great things in this world and what's your website and what are you working on tell people how they can reach you yeah absolutely so my my website is cultivatebalancecoaching.com and there's one thing I am working on. It has not been released quite yet, but I am working on a, a mindfulness, a, a four-week mindfulness challenge. So um, anyone interested in kind of learning more about what mindfulness is all about and just learning the basics and trying out some different activities, um, that's coming soon to, to my website. So if anybody's interested in that, they can sign up for my newsletter on my website or shoot me an email and um, I'll let everyone know when that is um, released. But yeah, my website is cultivatebalancecoaching.com. So cool. So great having you. So Andrea, Michelle, what are your thoughts on this perfectionism that we talked about today? Any, any closing thoughts? Well, I feel like I got to go on more walks. I mean, <laughs> there's no reason why I shouldn't be taking walks. You guys should see how beautiful it is outside right now. Mm-hmm. The work can wait. I agree. I I take a walk almost every day in Central Park (laughs) because because I have to. I know that I need it. Um, But in in the big scheme of things, I think what Chelsea hit on and and what um, uh, our other gal, Diane, hit on was that it's very important to be in the right here, right now. And in the present moment, that's where the perfection is. So you take a deep breath in and just, okay, I'm alive. Here I am on the planet. Everything's okay. It's all good. It's perfect. And um, our, uh, <laughs> our sound engineer walks his cat in the mornings. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, just – and if you need a little a little, little hit to get to the here and now, put on Van Halen right now and just rock it out. <laughs> I think all roads lead to here and now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we meditate, to teach us how to be in that here and now and not be such a perfectionist. But you guys, first of all, Chelsea, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks again. Thank well, you thank- so much. It was so much fun. Oh, awesome. And check us out. You guys can now check us out here on voiceamerica.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on iTunes. We are everywhere. So <laughs> and please spread the word and have a beautiful, mindful, and not too perfectionist day. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.